another night, another night for the Dynasty Hot Sauce Podcast. I am Larry Monkey, and as always, I'm here with Mr. Rod DFF, Justin Rogers. What's up, my man? What's up, my man? I don't know if you can hear it, but I'm popping another beverage. <laughs> yeah, boy. <laughs> Wait, is that a Bud Heavy down in Mississippi? No, no, no. Or- I have actually switched it up. I'm drinking an Angry Orchard. Oh, is that I'm a? Is that, is that you got any Angry Orchards down there in Mississippi? No, they're all nice and happy. This comes from up in your neck of the woods. <laughs> nice. They're probably angry, yeah. You know, every uh, once in a while, you, you like I, I just crave an angry orchard every once in a while. So I'll break you're them mixing out. it up. Now, last yeah. week you had you were all by yourself. You were headed to a party lab a Saturday night. You were saying did you, did you oh, yeah. to that party? Yeah. Did you Uber at home? Let's hear any deets from that that big party you were Yeah, at. yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, I Ubered home. But uh, it was not an organized thought process. Any pigs being arrested or anything? No. I passed out at eight o'clock or somewhere in that neighborhood. Mm. Woke up around two, set up an Uber, and it took them half an hour to find me an Uber Mm. so that I could get home. So I got home about three o'clock in the morning, then had to work at eight. It was rough. Exciting! It sounds like an exciting Saturday night. And then yeah, and then fifteen hours on Sunday of work. Oh, Oh, great! Wait until yeah. Not working nope. tonight. You got the nope. night off tonight, and tonight's going to be a good night. You know why? Do you know why? Well, I hope we're not doing any fighting. What? I hope there's no. I hope there's no fighting going on. I hope there's no, you know, weapons, anything like that. Ooh. I feel like I'm entering a war zone. Oh, this could be the episode we've all been waiting for. Dynasty War Zone. Now it's the network. The Dynasty, I mean, when I started listening to the Dynasty Warzone, it was just Dynasty Warzone podcast. It was just a podcast. And we got the the main man, the man with the plan. I mean, you know, I mean, not, no, not, not that guy. He's got this cool nickname, you know, you want to just, you know. His name's Randy, but everybody goes by the, the Memphis, the, the Dynasty. He's the, he used to be the Dynasty Outlaw. I don't know if he still goes by that, but let's welcome Randy Memphis Young at DWZ Memphis. What's up, dude? It has been a while. I was uh, visiting during your draft party. Uh, thank you so much for having me. Uh, I'm going to need to uh, go get an eight ball of cocaine to match your guys' energy, but I'm going to try. I'm going to try to have the, the same energy as, uh, as you two tonight. Thank you for having me on. You, you know the struggle is real to just keep up with Larry, dude. Oh, come on, dude, he's he's living. Dude, he's excited. We're talking about fantasy football. There's a game on tonight. Yeah, man, it's it's exciting to be here with you. Larry and I have been uh, been as my wife calls everybody, internet friends for a long yes. time. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, no. no, I got to tell you, it's there are so many pillars. When I was starting to get into dynasty football, you had your the dynasty trades HQ, and then I don't know how the search the ser- I mean, I didn't search for HQ; it just came upon me. And another podcast that I gravitated to was the Dynasty War Zone, and it was Memphis and Jerry, and it was just something that I, I listened to. And then listen to this one, Justin. This is a nice little fun fact. I'm in my backyard. I mean, I do a lot. I do all the landscaping in my house, outside. Well, that's because uh, not, not well, inside. That's because you well, stay at home. Yeah, so I'm a you stay at home be doing dad. So uh, I take care of all you know, all the stuff that needs that you don't got to pay somebody to do. You know, like everyone pays Justin to do shit around their house. 
I'm kind of that guy. Although Justin's on a whole nother level because I'm not putting together a fucking, you know, swing sets that are like 30 by 30, you know, that go up 50 feet in the ground. Oh, I didn't do that shit again for a while either. So that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah man so i got like the leaf i got the blower the gas blower uh power pack you know and i'm in my backyard and and uh memphis is doing like a saturday show by himself i mean back then he was like hey i'm gonna i'm gonna start doing these saturday shows solo i don't know if you remember that memphis and you were like hey we're, you know so we're gonna go over some trade poles and here's one from larry monkey and i was like oh my god this is the first time i ever heard my name on a podcast was the dynasty war zone so yeah man you may have to have something to do with the dynasty hot sauce pod so uh, I, I appreciate you i've always appreciated the podcast you and jerry are great i'm in the one of the first uh war zone listener leagues with uh jerry it's amazing so, you know so i just want to get that out of the way you know i appreciate you guys appreciate you guys and love the dynasty war zone if anyone that doesn't listen to these guys or i mean we'll get into what it has become because it's now it's an entire network of just I can't I, it's like a rabbit hole at this point it's been great you know um the whole reason for starting the whole thing was I just love fantasy football particularly dynasty when we will get more into that as we you know we sign off every show at the dynasty wars and we're just trying to make the world a better place for fantasy football and that's true um you know I, I wish it could be better online but for those that hang out with us, we just want to make their fantasy football experience better. And not everybody does dynasty. Some people do redraft. Some people do whatever. So if we can just entertain you, have some fun, talk some ball, that's what we're all here to do. And that's why uh, I want to come hang out with you cool kids. Yeah, baby. So your partner, the man of the hour, the man with the power, what's his that, name that again? Is that is Gerald. That is Gerald Jerry. Sinclair. Jerry Sinclair. Uh, mm -hmm. how, do you know, how do you know Jerry? Like, how did you guys get together? I'd love to know this story. Well, let me start from, uh, well, I even go before I met Jerry. So uh, I am not the original host or not one of the original hosts of the Dynasty Warzone. The original hosts were John Sheps, Mike Jernigan, and uh, Chaney, J.C. Chaney from, from Seattle. And at some point, uh, Chaney left. We all were doing stuff with the Dynasty Football Factory. And mm -hmm. Sheps invited me on, and I always said I was the house guest that never left. Uh, John and Mike had a falling out with the gentleman who had the DWZ at the time. Uh, I stuck around, uh, knew Jerry from the internet, the Dynasty Football Factory, and just Twitter in general. And I did like a bunch of, I guess we call them auditions. I had like a bunch of different people jump on with me. And there was just something about Jerry that it's weird. I don't want to make it sound like the relationship with my wife, but like when I did the first podcast with Jerry, I just knew Jerry was the right guy. So here we are just over three years. It was uh, three years ago back in June and we've never missed a Wednesday. That's something we're really proud of. We've been doing the show for what is that? 38 months and never missed a, never missed a Wednesday. And not only have we not missed a Wednesday, we've, we've continued to add shows. So Jerry and I go way back. Uh, he's an amazing dude. Uh, what people don't know about Jerry is that he is working full-time while working on getting currently his master's. I don't remember in what. That sounds horrible. But he's, he's working. <laughs> I, I, Only to him. Yeah, it's like he, he, he wants to be a professor. I do know that. He wants to be a college he's professor. He's a history. He's a history. It is. It is you're, you're right. It, I was going to say, I, I want to say Latin, but it's like who would get a master's in a, in a dead language? Yeah, but when you get a master's in history, it's like some specific. Who's yes. trying to impress you know, the, by learning Latin, master's right? in, So he's in a really history. smart guy and a really nuanced guy. So I'm very proud to be on a team with him. And uh, the guy at the Dynasty Football Factory just one day decided to get out of the podcasting game yeah. 
and we became an independent podcast and we did that for a couple of years and here we are talking with you guys it's amazing because the dynasty no i mean it literally was a dynasty football factory when you think of some of the shows that came out of that rookie fever uh, hq like it's that, yeah. all those guys man they, uh, they capology super flex city yeah exactly yeah, all right you know, uh, what were you thinking about when you they, they just approach you? You want to join the war zone? I mean, how, how did you how did you uh, become the guy like in terms of the war zone? And then, you know, what inspired you to take it to that next level? I, I first of all, um, what inspires me is I, I I truly just love Dynasty. I haven't watched a real TV series in years. Um, people are like, is this all you do? How many podcasts do you do? I just love talking football. I love studying football. I love researching football and I, I like helping people. Um, I'm a coach slash manager in, in my day job. Um, I like helping make people get better. I like helping people get where they want to go in their career during the day, get them to where they want to be with their dynasty league at night. And like I said, John and Mike had a falling out with the gentleman who ran the, uh, you know, the DFF at the time he had all the for lack of a better term, ownership and rights to the, the Dynasty Warzone. And then, I don't know, like six months into Jerry and I doing the show, he just is like, hey, I'm just going to sign this over to you guys. And we took it. And then I'm trying to still figure out what I want the vision to be. Um, we've added in we've added in a redraft show. For those that may remember back in the day, Kyle and Seth, the fantasy football fellas. Uh, Seth has since retired from the game of fantasy football. But Kyle and his new co-host, Jake, uh, they brought the Fantasy Football Smackdown to our network. And I, I think right now with so many new podcasts jumping into the space, it's really hard to get traction. And I think by, for lack of a better term, joining forces or collaborating with other people and bringing shows under one network, uh, I think that's the best way to go because right now it's... If you're starting a brand new podcast, and I think you guys would, you know, might know a little bit of this as well, um, there's so many out there, and it's it's hard to grow. So, I mean, I'm not going to record seven days a week. My wife is understanding; she's not that damn uh, understanding. Yeah, she, she she gets it a couple of days a week. Um, she's not looking forward to our newest show. Our newest show is going to be a live show on Sunday mornings. So, from 11:30 a.m. until 1 p.m., we're doing what we call football Sunday school. So it's going to be a live show on YouTube only. It's not going to be a podcast. Uh, if you're subscribed over at the Dynasty Warzone YouTube channel, we'll take your DFS questions. We'll take your betting questions. We'll take your lineup start sit questions. We'll take trade, whatever you want to talk about. Are you going to take prop bet questions? Absolutely going to take prop bet questions. <laughs> that's my bag, baby. I don't have an Austin, I don't have an Austin Powers sound drop, but that, that is oh, my bag. Yeah, baby, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, I love a good prop bet. I live in Indiana. I don't know what I know. Uh, I heard Mississippi. Yep. Yep. Yeah, so uh, you guys don't you guys have legalized sports game yeah, there? We legal down here. Ah, uh, nice. <laughs> everything <laughs> legal. Hell, if, if it everything except hot. Yeah, it's Indiana. Same thing. I, I, I don't get it. It's like we've had the lottery since I think 87. Right. In Indiana. We've had casinos for the better part of 20 plus years. Right. Uh, now we have legalized sports gambling, but no weed in Indiana. It's weird. You can fuck your sister here, but you can't. You can't smoke a <laughs> yeah. joint. There so. you go. Good stuff, man. Good times and down there in Mississippi. So the Dynasty War Zone. So it started out as this Dynasty Pod, 
and I and I was a I was a regular, and then it just started. It's funny because you said June of eighteen. I must have just gone in with you guys then, because that's when I started listening to you. So the seed has grown into this Dynasty Warzone tree. You know or... what's weird is the we tried to get the original feed. So the original feed that was a whole nother story for a whole nother podcast. But there was the original Dynasty Warzone feed. If you search Dynasty Warzone and you go far enough back, I think primarily on Podbean, you'll find the original feed. Now, iTunes will only house your catalog, for lack of a better term, uh, of, of podcasts, but Podbean is our uh, hosting platform, right, and they have all of our shows. So th there are some, there's a weird archive out there somewhere of the original, of the original shows, but yeah, we just, we just continue to evolve. Um, there's so many networks out there now. Um, I think the Dynasty Nerds are the, the blueprint for a lot of us. You know, they've done a great job adding Devi content. They've really, really done some good stuff. I have other interests than just Dynasty, but I also know that I can't spread myself too thin. That's where the network came yeah. in. If I'm going to focus on Dynasty, Dynasty strategy, Dynasty value, then how can I really get, you know, too deep of a dive? And I'm an old farm kid. I grew up in the farms just north of uh, Indianapolis. And many hands make light work, and bringing on a lot more talented people like Kyle, like Jake, like Lou and Tyler. They're going to be our daily DFS contributors. We have a doctor, board certified doctor of physical therapy, Dr. Kyle Bowser. Uh, he does the Big Bet podcast with me on Wednesday, and we've got some of our patrons. We do have a Patreon. It's uh, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. We do have three guys uh, that have expressed an interest. They're doing a podcast for their fellow patrons only on the pod and we've got a really neat concept for those guys next off season because obviously Jake and Kyle won't need to do two shows a week when it's not you know redraft season's over at that point so we got some big stuff coming up our sleeves we're not done growing yet it's a machine at this point there's so many projects that are underneath this this dynasty warzone umbrella and yep. I, I can't keep up because you guys are growing so fast it's unbelievable <laughs> You know, and and you mentioned the Patreon, and I'm I'm on the chat, so I'm in on this chat. And again, this is another thing I can't keep up on. It's a great chat. I'm in three great Patreon chats. I'll promote all three of them right now. It's the the Dynasty uh, Trades HQ Patreon, the Dynasty Warzone, and the Dynasty and Chill. All three of them are awesome. And we're talking about we're all under we're all talking Dynasty. Best part about a Patreon is you're always leaning on someone else. You're always throwing something out there to see what everyone's opinion is because that's the beauty of, of being a part of a community. You know, you're you're initially a part of a Twitter community, right? But when you want to drill down and get into folks that are maybe a little more like-minded, uh, you guys, li you listen to the same podcast. So you you're immediately have something in common. So you have a, a, an instant, almost trust with that person. So you're throwing out ideas, uh, and you're trusting the responses that are coming back your way. And it's not that everyone's agreeing with the same thing. There's a lot of um, positive dialogue that goes back and forth. A lot of diversity of thought, if you want to talk about it that way. But that's one of the best parts about being a part of these Patreons. Dynasty Warzone has one of the best ones uh, out there. 
Well, I, I appreciate 100, that. 100, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of there's a, a, tons of people in it. You get a lot of uh, very, uh, various opinions, which are which is what you want when you're throwing out an idea and you're you're looking for hey, man, I have, a, I have this trade. We guys think about right. this trade, you know, or you know, what would you guys do here? I'm on the clock. These are my options. You know, you're getting a lot of intelligent feedback when it comes to dynasty football. Well, I, I believe for for a long time that none of us know as much as all of us. And it's the wisdom of crowds, the collective IQ, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, it, it is a, I hate to use the term, but it is a safe space. Unlike Twitter, where if someone disagrees with you, they just try to, a lot of, there's a lot of trolls. There's none of that there. It's just a good yeah. group of ladies and gentlemen from all over the world. And that's the wildest part. Uh, one, of, one of our original patrons is a gentleman named Neil. He's almost like the unofficial admin yes. of the Dynasty Warzone Patreon. Neil from Australia, right? Neil, Neil Gray. Yep. He's Scottish by way of Australia. And he is a, he is a, gr- he's a great guy. And the other day, like, here's the thing. I, I turn all my notifications off. Like when my bedtime alert goes off on my phone, no notifications come through. But he sent me a DM at like 3.44 in the morning, my time. I'm like, Jesus H. Christ, do you not know what time it is here? But, you know, it's great. You, you, you couldn't wake me up if you wanted to. But I love it. You know, you'll go to bed with zero messages. You'll be caught up, and you'll wake up in the morning to well, 20, 30. If the rest of the Aussies get going, uh, we well, have a couple well, of people. In, there you go, man. You mentioned it. I mean. You get the Aussies. You get the, you, the Icelanders. You the, guys uh, great are. Britain. You guys are one of the few. I mean, we consider ourselves a global podcast, but you guys are a legit global podcast in the sense that you've guessed it on shows, right? You've had the Australian guys and you have a lot of international followers. Was that intentional? Yeah. How'd that come about? Like, how, how did yeah, you end up? About that? I, I think it has to start with uh, my relationship with AJ and G of the Aussie guys NFL podcast. Yes. Uh, th- they have a huge network. I think they've got like something like 16,000 Twitter followers. And I believe it's the biggest NFL based podcast in Australia. AJ and like G are Like the continent great. of Australia. Right, yes, the, the entire <laughs> continent, you know. Now, now, I'm not saying they're the biggest football-related podcast. Now, I'm sure they get the fantasy footballers there. I'm sure they get the, the Matthew Berry podcast there. But of those podcasts that are generated in that continent of Australia, I believe yeah. they're the biggest ones. And so my relationship with them, but, you know, part of the reason why I think we do well with the – uh, Aussies and the international listeners, is there no bullshit type people? Um, th- they're not interested in the sizzle. They just want to win. They just want to be entertained and they want to get better. Uh, I think a lot of, uh, not a lot, but I think there's a, there's a portion of some people who just don't take it as seriously. They're just, you know, kind of hanging out and the Australians and, and, and the international people do not. And they're no nonsense. They're, uh, and I love them. Uh, my retirement plan involves the continent of Australia and moving into uh, G's guest bedroom. Yeah. As, but I, I don't know if I can dinner. handle spiders the size of a dinner plate. Yeah, you got to get used to that. Uh, I don't want any of that. Just burn the whole house down. Jesus. G would come home. Why is my house burnt down? G, I saw a spider the size of a dinner plate. Yeah. So where can we find those guys again? Uh, at Aussie Guys NFL. Um, they're primarily youtube based now i've not seen a podcast come through live like to my phone but yeah uh, the aussie guys nfl podcast is great they uh, they do a great job on youtube speaking of australia i'm currently in the ff down under bowl can i tell you a story about dynasty rich because he would because he would never tell it himself 
Let's is, this from, is this from the expo? Yeah, this is. So, okay. so Dynasty Rich, uh, somewhere along the way, there became an expo Twitter chat. Somewhere along the way. Uh -huh. And Rich was, he literally invites the, the entire chat to his home. I he heard has about a this. He has his, his wife, um, you know, and, and he, they opened up their home. They catered this thing. They had everybody over there. Could not have been a better representation then. And, and we got toward the end of the day, and uh, I regret it now, uh, but, but I didn't jump on. Well, no, at the time, he, he was grabbing various uh, oh, yes. hosts, hosts of shows. Oh, yeah. You didn't get on the set. You know, I was obviously I was invited. Um, it was just getting late in the day, and we had some plans in the evening. So you blew off Dynasty Rich. I did not blow off Dynasty Rich. <laughs> That's I, what I, I heard. Sounds <laughs> like it. What a, you, had a chance, yeah. you had a chance to have a, a, a Warzone session in the nerd, dude, in the Dynasty Nerd Cave. It was awesome and, and memorabilia on but, but but my point about riches is could yeah. not be a nicer guy here's a guy with as much success as anyone in this space and you know we, we've we've seen other people i'm not going to name any names but we've seen other people who let that success go to their heads uh, rich could not have been the opposite very gracious very kind wanted to help everybody what an incredibly awesome human and uh, i am uh, so glad that you know, i got the chance you don't need a mansion to have a party <laughs> You do not need a mansion. You do not need like a, 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 a palatial estate. You do not need any kind of a mansion. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. That's a good call. I like that. What I appreciated when you came on and said tonight, you're just passionate about Dynasty. You just want to help the game of Dynasty football. It's the exact same stuff that Rich said. You know, you don't care about the other mess. That's great for your listeners and the folks that put their the trust of their teams into your hands. Like, that's what you want to hear. Dude, that, that's the hardest part. That yeah. That is the hardest part. So one thing I'm proud of, we were talking about the patron, is like... A, I'm not always in the chat like as much as I like. I would love to be in there all day, but I do have to have a real job, unfortunately. But I, I not never that, miss. Not that folks don't have real jobs that are in the chat all day. No, 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 no. Like, 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 Jared. I'm, I'm they just could talking be on about different time zones. They're different time zones. No, I, I'm just like literally. I would love that to be just like where I just hang out all day. I never, yeah. I never miss a uh, a DM, and I take those so seriously. Because I know that I'm helping people make decisions that's going to have a, a tremendous. Because because when you when you throw out general conversation in a group chat, that's one thing, but when you're doing the one one on one advice piece or you're giving out advice over the airwaves, I take so much uh, ownership of that. You want deets, man. You need deets to. to Absolutely. I've been looking at the show sheet. See, that's the opposite of Jerry. That's the beauty you get with Jerry. He never looks at the show sheet. Hold on. So you've been on the scene for a while now. You know how different. I mean, the dynasty landscape, has it changed for you compared to starting out to where you are you now? Feel like, do you feel like you still have an advantage or is there so much information available that everyone is kind of on the same page? Uh, actually, the exact opposite. I think there's so much bad information out there that it gives us that have been doing it a long yeah. time yeah. A, a tremendous advantage. You, yeah. you actually said it, you, and, I, and I will call out a tweet of yours that kind of makes reference to that recently, right? Uh-oh, here we go. You'll get me in oh, trouble wow. with Twitter again. Kind of have uh, the high life. No, I, I, agree with, I, agree, I, I agreed with the tweet. You were just like, uh, the dynasty yeah. takes I'm seeing today are going to collapse leagues in nine months. Not every single snap or play of the preseason matters. Be cautious of those that want to be first with player news instead of being correct on you know, player my, value. I uh, love when you hear like player X had, you know, 17 carries for 90 yards in the preseason. It's like, 
That's not a good sign. That's terrible. That dude's playing in the fourth quarter and getting all the carries because they don't want their fourth string quarterback to air it out. Like, <laughs> that's just, that's what that means. Like, come on. So yeah, I love uh, like Ramondre Stevenson was one that came to mind for sure. Ooh, oh yeah, because he's got a lot of late game action. Yeah, he's 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 been playing like. I mean, you you don't play a guy a lot of snaps in the preseason if you have regular season plans for him. I mean, you just want to, you want to get a look. Um, but yeah, you know, back to your original question about the takes, it's just everybody feels like everything needs instant validation. And you know what? I'll, I'll give you a great example where that tweet came from the other day. It was Corey Davis. Corey Davis had a very nice game against the Packers with Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson yeah. looked great, by the way. I, I love the, the Jets helmet in the Ooh, background baby. there. Ooh, but the but he used to be a Sam Darnold uh, fathead. Yeah. Fat yeah, yeah, there body. will be no besmirching the name Sam Darnold in my presence. Ooh, but but Corey, either, man. Corey Davis is out there. There's no Elijah Moore. There's no Jair Alexander. So there's no other wide receiver one to take targets away. The, one of the best, if not the best, defensive backs in the NFL is not on him. And he did have a nice game. So if you want to evaluate, you know, if you want to elevate Corey Davis a little bit, like in redraft, you want to move him up a round or two, cool. Thumbs up. But telling people that, you know, he's a buy in Dynasty, I'm just like, what? He's been a buy in Dynasty like a half a dozen times. Well, he's also been a sell a half a dozen times. Well, as one of our patrons, <laughs> you, 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 you've, you've heard this. You know, he, he's, a, he's an equity flip for me. I was telling our patrons to buy him back in March. Let him have games like this and see if, you know, buy him for a third, sell him for a second. You know, what's Corey Davis going to be? Going into what year five of his career, he he is still very young. He's twenty six um, right now. So during his, during his bit of youth in the the best case scenario for Corey Davis, and it's a it's a good best case scenario by the way. But the best case scenario for Corey Davis is Robert Woods. Robert Woods was oh, a guy what, when when, yeah. when he was in Buffalo. No, I like it. I like that. He comparison. he he was under the thumb of. The offense was not great at that time. He goes to, I guess at the time it was St. Louis, then now L.A. with right. McVay. If I told you, if we're, we're talking about this conversation a year from now, and we could, we look back, because this is a derivative of the McVay offense with Mike LaFleur, not to be confused with Matt LaFleur, but if we look back a year from now and, you know, Corey Davis and Elijah Moore kind of have like a, a Cooper Cup and Robert Woods type feel, and are you going to be surprised? I'm not. I'm really, really not going to be shocked at all. So, well, um, well, I hope he turns into Robert Woods because, I mean, to be fair, he's been better than Robert Woods was in Buffalo. That's for sure. Robert I, I Woods agree. Was, Robert Woods was waiver wire material in, in deep dynasty leagues. Very frustrating. So, he's just nobody. Fans so. are of Corey Davis, they they think he's entering his prime. He's a big man. I mean, I went to training. He stays healthy. He's big, dude. He's a size. I mean, he's, he's, he's for me. I'm content with getting exactly what we got last yes. year. I mean, of course. Yeah, he would have had his third, his five first. or seventy for just under a thousand yards. Yeah. and five or six touchdowns. I'm yeah. perfectly content with that. Anything yeah. else is a bonus, and I think that's kind of where his floor is. Listen, I think he's going to get a thousand yards. He's their wide receiver one for now. He's going to eat up a lot of early targets before Elijah Moore kind of establishes a presence there. And yeah. I know, he, I mean, we all love him. It's a good equity flip. We're starting from scratch with targets with the New York Jets. Like there's no, but we don't know how many targets are going anywhere. Odell Beckham or Corey Davis? I will take Corey Davis and whatever plus I can Whoa. get with Corey. Because yeah, I'm, I'm going to get plus. You're right. You're right. 
Is in a in a vacuum. I agree with Justin. I think I think seventy five and eleven hundred in a seventeen game season is very doable if he stays healthy. Yeah. And I think Odell Beckham is going to into his age twenty nine season. Right. And, and that's he still going to be good in, in in a few years. He has like not been a like a seasonal wide receiver one since I believe twenty sixteen. He yeah. was on pace to be one two years ago, and of course he got hurt. But that's the yeah, issue; he's yeah. been hurt he every single season. season. Before he got hurt. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So I, I would rather have Corey Davis and whatever draft pick compensation or young player I could get added on. Yeah, I think I could squeeze a second out of somebody or I think so too. something of that level. I made for... a straight up trade with Scott Fish, Corey Davis for uh, Odell, only be- and, I, and only because it was in a pigs league and the, the roster. You got Corey high. Davis, right? I got Corey Davis, yeah. Because you're a Jets fan, so well, we know we, we right. know your direction. Give me the, uh, I'll get the the uh, the slide on the. Well, speaking of uh, the Jets and their wide receivers, I recently traded uh, John ba- uh, ba- Bauer, excuse me, of the sure. Dynasty Theory podcast the other day. Uh, we're in a league together. Uh, I look in my uh, my inbox, and it's Elijah Moore straight up for a 2023 20, first. Oh. And I double checked to make sure that he was not in jail. Hadn't done anything stupid. Uh, we confirmed <laughs> that he had not done anything stupid, and that was an easy one for me. Uh, very, very I, I needed, a, I, need, I needed a young wide receiver uh, with some big upside. And if Zach Wilson is everything that we saw on Saturday, and remember, small sample size, but if he's everything that we saw on Saturday, I think this Jets offense is going to be fun. Are you in on Carson Wentz? I have got him on every dynasty roster that I'm in, yes. save maybe 100 roster ship. That's right, folks. Well, I traded one share. I, I traded one. I traded Carson Wentz, and uh, it bummed me out because I love him. Najee, we're going to talk about him when we talk about rookies here in a few. Oh, sure. I, tra- I traded Wentz and Najee for my first share of Trevor Lawrence. I had wow. to have I, I had Wentz to, and Najee for tw- Trevor Lawrence? That's a big but, price but, to pay. But, but, but here's the thing. I now have the Wonder Twins. I have Justin Herbert and Trevor Lawrence as my QBs, <laughs> one and two. And uh, my QB three, Sam Darnold, by the way. There but I've go. got the I've got the Wonder Twins. I don't have to do anything of the future. But you know, <laughs> forget it. You know, and I think Sam Darnold fits this mold too. Sometimes you're the right guy in the wrong place. Like yeah. I know my personality. I I personally would not do well in the big city. I'm a country kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've lived in Indiana my whole life. But I, I love Carson Wentz, Indiana. But I really love him more with Frank Reich. I think it's a personality fit for him. As, as hard as it is to say about a player I like, he is um, does not strike me as like the the strongest mentally. Not that he's no, mentally right, weak, right, which is good. But, but but when the media is beating the dog shit out of you every day in Philadelphia or in Darnold's case, New York, I can yeah. tell you in Indiana we got a pom pom waving media right. group, and I be bet you the, the the same thing in Charlotte with with Sam Darnold. So everybody feels like, and it's great to see him already back out there. What has it been like two and a half, three weeks post surgery? Yeah. He was running today. Forget the lack of. What me is that he's going to be behind an actual offensive line. For me, it's it's more about Frank Wright calling the plays. You know, we we've all had someone in our professional careers that have really helped mentor us and, and put us on the right track for success. Guy you connect with. You just talked about it with Jerry. You know, a guy and, and, just hit it off. Hit it off. You know, and, and you, you just know it. And, yeah, he basically forced his way here, but I'm fine with that. I, I think the Colts with Carson Wentz are going to do fine. Um, people are going to be very, very quick and very uh, judgmental coming out of the gate. The Colts have got an incredibly hard schedule, like in the first five weeks. They've got the Rams, they've got the Seahawks, they've got the Ravens. Uh, there's a couple other toughies in there. But here's the thing. 
that schedule gets really, really super soft down the back end of the season. And uh, I think the Colts will do fine. I think Carson Wentz, based on what I saw today, uh, he'll be out on the field week one, as will Quentin Nelson. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, a, a little bit less low-key offensive lineman Ryan Kelly was back at practice today as well. So sure, uh, all that should him. equal. Uh, yeah, he's like one of the higher-paid centers in the league. I think it's him and Frank Ragnow. Of so you feel, good about, you feel good about Carson Wentz getting on the field in week one, right? Uh, yes, I, I, I've been optimistic the whole time, but like sure. um, one of my favorite guilty pleasures as a dynasty fantasy football, or if you're looking for, you know, value and names that maybe you've not been super familiar with, I have a second Instagram account, and all I follow is Uh-oh. all thirty all thirty two NFL teams, uh-huh. and I go through it once a day. I watch the highlight videos, I watch the posts, I watch the stories. Um, we're going to talk about Michael Strachan here in a minute, but that's Ooh. how I found out about him. That's how, I mean, just watching and then today on the Colts, uh, on the Colts Instagram, they actually showed Carson Wentz rolling out and he threw an absolute dime. I believe it was to Paris Campbell, but no, it's great to see him back. And, uh, yeah, I think week one's pretty much a lock at this point, barring a setback. I dig it, man. And you mentioned him, man. So I don't know what this guy's name is. Is it was it Strachan? Strachan? Strach- I, was, I really hope it was like Strachan, like the Kraken. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, like that could I be. To the broadcast, be and they were just like Stran. Like all the middle no, letters were bad. silent. Well, the, the, those yeah. uh, commentator type people don't want to sound wrong, so they just kind of like uh, you know faded the the first two syllables Blur of his name. Yeah. So I picked him up in a sixteen teamer. Let's the, go Strachan the Dragon. The dragon. Oh, I dig it, man. Dragon the dragon. Dragon. You know, he happens to be Michael Irvin's um, nephew. I don't know if anyone knows this. He has. I do now. He has the endorsement of like Steve Smith. All these big time NFL wide receivers have been like, oh, yeah, man, we've known about him for a while. Like, if you look up Michael Strachan, Strand, Strand, (laughs) go with Strachan the dragon. Strachan the dragon. You look up the (laughs) dragon. I don't know. If you look up, that's something to say the dragon for short. If you look up this guy, <laughs> he's, I mean, he, he looks the part, number one. He looks like a wide receiver. He's got a cool number, 17. And he's a big body guy that the Colts haven't had. Reggie Wayne commented on this guy. Reggie Wayne has a tweet. Go look at Reggie Wayne's tweets. And he's just like, this guy's the man. And more and more I watch him, he's the man. He, he's a big dude. He's six foot five, two twenty six, uh, thirty four and a quarter inch arms. He's a little bit older of a prospect. He's twenty four. This just feels like one of those Chris Ballard gems. Not the fastest guy in the world, which you wouldn't expect at six five. He ran a ran right. a four five nine forty, but uh, his wingspan and his speed score are both exceptional. And his breakout, uh, I'm sorry, his dominator rating is in the ninety eighth percentile. So he should be dominating. He's 24 years old. He's 23 right. last year in college. But you know it, it's a dart that. throw. It's, yeah. it's an equity yeah. flip. You know what? He's a crowd pleaser, and he makes plays. His speed score is solid, though, because, you know, the, the size-adjusted speed score is what we're talking about. You know, big guys can't run clearly as fast as a, a five foot nine, 170-pound dude. That yeah. just doesn't happen. I don't know. I, I spent five bucks on him in a 16-teamer. Bingo. Boom. Because th- right. th- here's the thing. Guys like Michael Strachan the Dragon, the reason why we have taxi squats, you do not need to carry that guy that is never going to do anything. At least if this guy does something, at least you can get something out of him at the end of the season. That's a good question. You know, right. like The fun part about Dynasty is having that 
lottery. T- it's your lottery ticket. You keep them on your bench. You, you have a private spot on your bench, a.k.a. taxi squad or whatever. You know, there's some leagues that have, like, taxi squad limits and this and that. I was in a league that, you know, you had a taxi squad up until the start of the season. They had to get rid of guys. And, it's you know, I understand that it, it adds more value to the waiver wire. But still, man, you want to be able to have a guy you can stash that could be your guy, you know? I, I, could, I could not agree more. And... Again, I, I don't want a bunch of guys like, you know, what if this time next year, Michael Strachan is the equivalent of Marquez Callaway, you know, Here you go. A, a, a guy who was worth nothing literally in the spring. But now what do, what do you think your fellow league mates are going to want for Callaway? A second? At this point, third? you're not getting him for cheaper than Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's worth the five bucks of fab that you spent on him in a deep dynasty. What do you think about the uh, guys that are sitting in the front of the wide receiver room? You know, what do we got? T.Y., Pittman, Campbell. Where are you at? Do you have any faith in these guys? Or I mean, are they going to step up? Yeah, are we, we going to see? Are we like, is, our, are there, are, is anyone going to improve their value this season? So no. And on the other hand, in redraft, are any of these guys worth grabbing? T.Y. Hilton is for me. Good one. When, when, he got, when he got healthy at the end of the season last year from mm-hmm. weeks 12 – through 17, the last six games of the year, he scored identical points to DeAndre Hopkins in that stretch. Wow. Now he's got a, a quarterback that more fits his game. He's not got the dink and dunk yeah. noodle arm. And, and by the way, I didn't like Phillip Rivers, but Phillip Rivers had a very nice season last year in Indianapolis. At least so, for the volume he did, sure. So if, if we look, you know, like I said, you know, T.Y. was playing fine. And T.Y., when he's healthy, and that's the trick, at 30, I think he's 31 years old himself, at his age, you know, if he stays healthy, he's going to contribute. He's a guy you could get as your wide receiver four or five, but a guy that you could plug in and the kind of guy that I think on a contender would win, because it's always going to happen, right? You're going to lose players to injury. He's the kind of guy that even in a deep dynasty league, if I'm contending and need somebody and he's healthy, there's a lot of ifs there. Right. He's the kind of guy, but from a dynasty standpoint, I'm all about Michael Pittman. He is absolutely ripping this camp apart. Uh, I think really? he'll. Um, Oh yeah, man. He oh, he is just that. he is just, you know, smashing people. Him and Kenny Moore going at it a lot every day in, in camp. And I can't wait to see what he looks like with Carson Wentz back. Um, we're not going to see it we're not going to see it in, in the preseason. I don't know that in in leagues where I have to set rosters if I'm going to have Pittman in there week 1, but TY is the kind of guy that in a redraft or in a best ball, I don't mind having him. Because T.Y. is going to have those four for 120 and two touchdown games. He just does every year, yeah. usually usually against Houston. I just sent an offer out for T.Y. Hilton because, yeah, why not? It was a good move. That's why you did it. <laughs> now I'm trying to accumulate starters in uh, HQ1, like fringe starters. Yes, the fringe <laughs> starters. Yes, especially in deep. Guy. Especially in deep roster, you know, requirements. Like I'm in a league now where we have to start 12. You know, that that Ty is not one of the 144 best players you can put in a lineup on a week in week out basis. And that this deep is even of a, worse. This is a this is a 16 team start 11. Oofa. Well, Oofa is right. Yeah. That's like 176 yeah. players. Superflex. That's even worse. Superflex. Superflex. I mean, yeah. So yeah, it's a 16 team start the 11. HQ league. HQ one. The OG uh, Dynasty Trades HQ league. And I mean, at this point, I'm just like filling out back in roster spots or back in starter Memphis spots. This has got to pick up the next orphan in this league because I feel like he belongs in this one. You know, I uh, I, I could be <laughs> persuaded. I mean, I, we, I, we've got I've got plenty of leagues. This is one so, of those that's like the 
like a, a really good challenge because it's full of guys who are really tuned into the fantasy world. Yeah. Half the league has podcasts or more. You know? <laughs> Alex is in there. Swags is in there. Of course, the Stomp. HQ guys. Josh Stompy. from uh, Timeline. Yeah, Stompy is in there. I mean, it's just nuts. So old Stompy. Yeah, so what about Paris Gamble? What's the story with him? you have any faith that he's going to... Yeah, what's going on there? Come on. Give us some good news. Man, I, I wish I could. Uh, I, I really wish I could. I, I, a best ball play. You know, he's the kind of guy that... Yeah, throws. But what, what is this, year three? I, I know yeah. they still love yeah, him. I know. I, I would love to tell you that the you know going into 2022, the starting wide receivers would be Pittman, Streakin, Campbell, but, man, I... I want to believe, but I don't know. I want yeah, to believe. Yeah. You know, he, he, probably he's, not. Probably he's not. Gonna the have guy. A game. If he has a good game. You probably want to trade him. It's pretty much where. How know, at this out. point, here's the thing. I I don't think he's going to fire, and I'll be happy to be wrong as a Colts fan. Fat, fast wide receivers from Power Five conferences tend to hold our imagination for a long time, and considering that he went to Ohio State and ran like a four three forty, there's always going to be a GM in your league looking to uh, acquire that guy. Man, and the, the crazy thing is he's not like the, the miniature fast guy. Prototype? The tools. Oh, man. You just, just needed to put it together. You know, sometimes guys just don't hit in the NFL. And that might just be Paris Campbell. I don't know. I think I might have to dim the lights for this part of the show. Let's talk about the tight ends of Indianapolis. Do you <laughs> need Mo Cox in your life, Memphis? Or- I, do not. <laughs> I do not. I do not need I do not need Mo Alec. I mean, here's the thing. <laughs> We leave out the middle name on this one. Okay, so 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 so. I know a lot of people would like to say, "Give me Mo Cox," but I'm not one of those people. <laughs> if, if there's a tight end to stash on the Colts, it's Kylan Grayson, um, the, the, the rookie out of Southern really? Methodist. Yeah. The real deal or what? Oh, Again, just just go to Colts, go to Colts Instagram, and watch this kid play ball. I mean, you're this. This is the, again. I, I know I've referenced it twice now, but this is the the benefit of following all 32 teams yep. uh, on on because the reason why I have a second feed is because it just keeps it clean. It's nothing but football. I can go through, write down names. I use it as like a as like a research like a burner, tool. A burner, yeah, the Memphis burner. Yeah, that way when I call you a son of a bitch, but it's not from like <laughs> one of my personal accounts. It's just that you know I'm calling you an sob from a burner account, but. I love the fact that I can see all these guys. Another guy that I'll talk about when you ask me about some rookies here in a bit, uh, Josh Palmer. But that's where I started to see a lot of these guys, and and, yeah. and I'm looking I'm looking for chemistry. And uh, the I don't reality know that, is, we know that Mo uh, Mo Ali Cox is not. We know what he is and what he isn't. He's a big bodied red zone guy. He's going to box out and he's going to you know catch a couple of touchdowns. Yeah. He only but had what two he touchdowns all year. Fantasy relevant player. He's no, just- absolutely not. He's a he's a roster clogger. Yeah. I, I, roster I would, clogger. Yeah, he's a he's a roster I, clogger. Unfortunately, I keep so telling you, Larry, you keep grabbing him. Mo Cox is a sell. Is what you're saying? No, Mo Cox is a drop. I was a big fan. A drop. <laughs> You can't even sell him for, I mean, like a throw-in, perhaps. Like, I'm talking yeah. when, I, when I speak about Mo Cox, I'm talking about 1.75 premium. I, I, yeah, I have in the, in the league I referenced earlier. I would love nothing more than for him to have a couple of good games so I could move him. Right. But right. I don't think I'm gonna. If I do, I get the chance. I'm, uh, he has it in him. I feel like he's got it in him. Like, come on, Larry. Uh, like, I'm, dude. What? Justin, what is? What is his absolute ceiling? Forty catches. 
Like the 1.75 oh. doesn't matter because he's not catching balls. You know, there's, I mean, there's 38 tight ends know. that you want more than I, that. I, I want to believe, the, but I the, can't. He's the Colts guy. So. If, if, if I had to rank the Colts tight ends for Dynasty, yes. it would be Kylan Grayson, Jack Doyle, Mo Alley. It's just a volume play. <laughs> Doyle or Cox? Jack you know over Cox? You know, Larry's less, probably less Cox for me. <laughs> less Cox. So speaking of tight ends, we're gonna trans. We're gonna get out of the Colts here. We're just gonna talk about broad NFL stuff here. Justin just dropped a first on Mike Kosecki. I want to hear what you what you have to say about this, and then I'll give you the context. Are you Go buying ahead. the highlights? The preseason highlights that you just said you don't have paying attention to. <laughs> um, well, I liked Mike Kosecki before the highlights. Oh um, yes, I I, okay. I I do like Gasecki. I don't care about the highlights either. I I, I don't watch preseason football. I, so. I, I, here's the thing. I would so he's going to be a free agent. It doesn't look like Miami's going to re-sign him anyway. So I, I'm assuming that Justin, you're a contender and you were really shallow at tight end, and you and you needed some help. Um, Larry, is this team a contender? <laughs> It's not a contender. He doesn't even have 11 starters. Hold on. Okay. We will go through this, Larry. Holy crap. All right. The question is, are you a contender? Which is no, you are not. Are you kidding me? How can you not be a contender with those? You have 11 starters. I I don't need – okay, so, Larry, I'm not (laughs) trying not to get fired up right now. But if we went player by player, I would have more points (laughs) through seven players than you have in your entire eleven. Oh, when yeah. you're starting Sam Darnold as your QB two, and I'm starting Kyler Murray, Ooh. you know when well, you're I got, starting, well, I don't I got even Lamar know. Jackson and Alvin Kamara and DeAndre Hopkins, and I don't know what. De- okay, DeAndre so I, I counted your DeAndre Hopkins with my Devontae Adams. Oh. I counted your Lamar Jackson with my Patrick Mahomes. I counted your Alvin Kamara with my Christian McCaffrey. I know, but I got, I, but I can start like like thirteen or fourteen. No, guys. you can't. You, you cannot. We have sat here after the show several times and do that. I've got nine or ten it's starters. I'm working on a couple more. You know, you know I, 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 we were, I'll go down this rabbit hole. No, yeah, no, I'm, just listening, I'm just listening to like mom and dad fight. It's right, like, right. He's there. He's like, holy fuck. What am yeah, I I'm just like here? letting letting you guys have at it. You, got, you, you guys are like so, the two best players in here. All right, so for context, this is you know it's a 16 team league, and if if this team is what I think it is, then we're looking at basically you know somewhere in the 201 to 204 range. I, I truly think that only six teams make the playoffs. I think I think in this league. So if I make the playoffs, it's basically a, almost a, a second rounder already. I so know. I traded what I consider an early second and a late third for Mike Gusecki. I needed starters on a contender. It is what it is. I I have no I have no issue with it in a 16 team league, especially tight end premium. So yeah. I, I dig it. I'm okay happen. with the trade as well. I was just yeah. I was just picking on you for no just because I could just because just because like you'd be an asshole yeah yeah <laughs> I'm <laughs> okay with the trade <laughs> so, so Memphis what is your clearly you're the dynasty guy but I mean this is a, this is a question we post to everyone so I, I mean I know half of the answer already but maybe no one else does so dynasty redraft Devi DFS best ball what Larry wants to know is what is your fantasy. Um, fantasy? D- dynasty dynasty then redraft I know that I am not a good Devi owner. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't have enough bandwidth to run the network, do the patron, um, be a dad, be a husband. So to be good at that, I do not have the time to commit to that. And there are a bunch of amazing resources out there for Debbie, whether it's uh, Kane and Shane at the Debbie Marketplace. I mean, there's a lot of good Debbie. It's just it's too much. Um, I don't like DFS. Uh, I think the I, I, I'd rather play the lottery. 
to be to be quite honest. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I know I'll get killed for this, but I just don't think that you're going to beat the syndicates, the groups that you know pool their money together, max entries, you know, use computers. You're just not going to beat them. Yeah. And I would rather take if I'm just going to blow fifty bucks. This is use a, do a couple of uh, prop bets, or I'd rather do uh, a couple of sides and totals. You know, here in Indiana, with that DFS dollar. Then do that, and then best ball. You know, I'll, I'll do one here or there. Uh, never been my thing, and and I just I know that the really good ones probably have a good ROI, a good return on investment in in best ball. But it just seems like with the the guys like Josh Larkey and Dan Williamson and and guys from all over the place that are really good best ball content providers, it just feels like it's super sharp. You know. I, I would rather, you know, I would rank them for me dynasty than redraft and gambling. The other three, I really don't dabble in too <laughs> yeah. much. Yeah, dynasty Rich said it best, I think, last week on last week's episode. Uh, play DFS with your friends. Someone that was prominent in the DFS industry advised him. Listen, just your best bet is to play with your friends. Basically, what you just told us as well. Yeah, I, I, I might do some uh, some dynasty Warzone uh, patron only. Sure. Um, right. some, some DFS like that to where like at least that we keep the money in the in the group at least someone walks away with the money that we know and not so because you know the odds of taking down the the million dollar I mean and I'm not trying to piss on anyone else's action and, and their business but you know all these people that are selling DFS subscriptions and kits and you know show me show me your ROI you know, literally go through where, because I've thought about doing this this season, and I may wind up doing it next season, where I take like a set dollar amount for gambling purposes and be like, hey, here's every bet I made, you know, screenshots or some sort of a video on YouTube, and be 100% honest and 100% transparent with every bet I make, whether it's a prop, a side, a total, or whatever. I would love to see these people like Roto Underworld, as an example, they offer a DFS pass. I would love for someone to literally sit there and say, hey, here's my bankroll, here's the contests I entered, and at the end of the year, here's what the bankroll looks like at the very end. I don't know that we'll ever get that. I just think that it's really, really hard, and the, I think the, the, the super sharps and the syndicate just beat the crap out of that industry. I feel like the player props are up at the Dynasty Guy's Alley. I'm a, I'm a oh, absolutely, guy. absolutely. Fair, yeah. Caden Smith is going to catch thirty, uh, like thirty yards, and, and combine with Miles Sanders. Right it's now. amazing. And Larry, <laughs> you you said a mouthful right there. You you literally said a mouthful right there. Those are the ones. So this year on our YouTube channel, um, last year I, I I found that I was giving our listeners a lot of stale numbers. So by the time I did the research, I got home, got in front of the microphone, and recorded it, and then it dropped the next day in the podcast. You might have had a running back's rushing total be like 59 and a half yards. But by the time the people actually listened to the podcast and got to the, you know, the, the draft kings or the fan duels, you know, that, that number might have inflated to 69 yards. And I may not have liked it. I may not have recognized, I may not have rec recommended it at 69 and a half. So what I'm going to do this year is I'm just going to do it live from the cab of my truck. A lot of these lines come out Wednesday morning or like Friday morning for the weekend games. And we're just gonna go live right there. The, yeah. uh, the overall production value may not be there, but the line value and the playability will be much better for those that are subscribed with notifications turned on. 
I like it. I like it. It's not necessarily the quality of the video; it's the quality of the content. Correct. I, I, I would, I would rather give you a subpar, like maybe audio or video. But you know, I'll be smart about it. I won't have like the sunshine in my background, and you know, I'll try to pick a good spot to record these <laughs> things. But I would, I would much rather give people instant feedback because you've probably got these lines for an hour to two hours before the. Because that's what people do, and and Justin, you nailed it. For me, it was ne- it was you would never see me go near a big name guy's totals. You never see me attacking a Nick Chubb or a Derrick Henry. I was always looking for that. Like you know how much money Cole Komet made me toward the end of last <laughs> last season. It was like his reception total was like one and a half catches. No one else is betting Cole Komet, but I'll take all of the Cole Komet. You know. Uh, we Toward had, the end yeah. of the season, like I'm just trying to remember some, but yeah, we had Bo, uh, Bo, Bo McBigtime said uh, any tight end versus the Cardinals last year. Like <laughs> it's 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 literally it's literally the the second and third tier guys that is the hardcore dynasty gamer that we have an idea we know who the the coaches are playing. We know um, the soft defenses. Also. Yeah, I mean, again, those numbers like again, if they put out a soft number on a Derrick Henry, the pros are going to beat that up. But if they put out a soft number on Cole Komet, does the average Joe outside of Chicago even know who Cole Komet is? Right. Yes. And and that's what that's where and I found the money to be. Too, because they they kept Jimmy yeah. Graham, so who fucking knows? Jimmy Maybe, Graham. Maybe same thing this year. You know what I want to know, and and you mentioned it before. You mentioned Roto Underworld. What was going through your mind when Matt Kelly called you out back in the you know back way back when? You know, uh, I mean, and yeah. this was not something that I had previously. You, uh, I, it just came to me when I was mowing the lawn tonight. I was like, you know what? There was that, there was a little like Twitter spat. That was, yeah, like, that oh. was uh, the Super Bowl, not this past year, but the year before. Here's the thing. Like, I feel like, it, did you, I, I mean, because I didn't know who Matt Kelly was. I don't know who wrote around. I'm not a, I don't know. I'm like, I don't even, I'm not a big, I don't know, I don't know a lot of guys. I wasn't listening to the fantasy footballers when everybody was listening to them. I don't know where I was, what hole my head was in but roto underworld was another hole i would head my head was in i didn't know who those guys were either and i didn't realize who they were until you started talking about like this guy's attacking you and then i was like then i kind of like i was like and they were talking about it in one of the chats and i was like what is going on who the hell is this guy you know then you responded it was kind of like a big deal Right. Well, I mean, it, it, first of all, there's a lot you, of. Did you get you some publicity or what? I mean, well, that's the whole thing. I mean, it, it's a much bigger network than ours. But here's the thing: it's the whole. It's it's a persona. So I've, I've let that part go, and what I've learned is there's some really good people over there. Um, there's Josh Larkey. He's been a guest on our show. There's Cody Carpentier, um, who does stuff over there. Oh yeah, all those guys. Are great. And, and they they have really good content. So. Um, it's a, it's a nice I, 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 as you realize what their intent is, not there. That's not fair. What what once you realize what Matt Kelly's intent is, is he is there to be polarizing. He is there to be interesting. And the the minute that I realized it was almost a pro wrestling esque shtick. Yes. I I, I kind of let it roll off my back because. I would much rather not have the uh, the interactions going forward and maintain the relationships again with guys like Cody and guys like Josh because they're tremendous. Yeah. They're, they're they're great guys, and I, and I do believe, and this will probably blow people away. I do believe deep down, if you got Matt Kelly, the human being, away from a microphone, away from a camera, away from a TikTok, and you were just sitting down in a restaurant having having lunch, 
I think you would find a tremendously engaging person, someone who's incredibly intelligent. And you have to get past the character that he plays on the radio or yeah. podcast. Well, that's what I, that's kind of the vibe I get out of that guy, you know, like, cause some of the stuff is a little outlandish and I feel like I started to steer into it. If you listen to some of our podcasts, oh, you, you asked him to come on and discuss it with what his beef I, was. Well, I did. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was over a take. I'll tell you the take Cooper cup and the one Oh seven or AJ Brown. Oh, okay. And, and, and you put I a mean, Jerry Judy spin on it. Like well, I, I, I thought at the 107, you'd get Jerry Judy or whoever. I mean, hell, at this point, you know, hindsight being 2020, you can go back and say, I could have got Jerry Judy and Justin Jefferson. Not that right. you take Justin Jefferson there, but... But still. It's, right. it's dynasty fantasy football. As uh, as my brother says, it ain't that deep, you know? <laughs> you know what? You're not allowed to disagree. You're not Anyone allowed else to disagree. I think back to my dad. My dad uh, passed in, I believe it was 2016, 2015 or 2016. And I just imagine myself trying to explain to my father, who would be almost 70 at this point, I tried to imagine myself explaining to my father that I'm arguing with strangers on the internet. And how would that conversation go? So, so that once, once I had that epiphany, I, I just don't, I'm not going to argue with you. I, I'm just not. There's, yeah. there, 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 there's no upside play. My thing is, is, I have to answer, like, whether I go on a podcast or whether I have someone, what am I getting out of this? What are they getting out of this? What are our listeners getting out of this? And if I can't see a positive ROI of our time, then there's no there point go. in doing it. And that's why I'm here. That's why I'm hanging out with good people like you guys. You know, he's actually pre he's actually pretty funny. Uh, I won't I, I won't say who. This way, you can leave it in the in the in the actual show if you want to. I won't say who. We we were in Canton for the expo, and we were just talking about how much we loved the production value of the show. And this person, if I said their name, everybody in Dynasty would know who they are. And it was it was not one of the nerds. It was one of the other groups. It was a great show to listen to. Just don't follow his advice. So the <laughs> so, so it's it's like one of those things. It's like um, if you like you're rating every aspect. Like you go to, like you go to Roto Underworld and you see like the player profilers. You see the bar, bar charts, content, entertainment. It's like a nine. Production quality is like a ten. It's like the best production quality in Dynasty or anything. From yeah. my opinion, it's very very well produced. But overall uh, Dynasty value, it's not good, Bob. Not good. <laughs> <laughs> Hey. So have fun. There you go. How many leagues you win, man? How many dynasty? How about here, Justin? You do it. How many lineup setting leagues are you in? Because we don't uh, count best ball. Because you know, uh, like seventeen. Morning, so, oh, that's seven, a nice, and solid number. Seven. I, I would say. I would say. So he, here's the move for all of you. Uh, you you newer hardcore fantasy gamers. Here's the move. The minute waiver wires run, you do sleeper on Wednesday. And you do ESPN or MFL on Thursday. Then you got to cycle back through on Sunday. And But if you go ahead and set your lineup during the week, you won't forget on Sunday. There's always going to be yeah. an injured player. But I found that like, I need to like, hire an assistant just to set my lineups. So well, you've got this show coming up this, this year. You'll be on Sunday the air morning. 1130 Sunday morning, to 1. Baby. Football so Sunday school. Football, Football Sunday school. school. Original title. You'll be doing that. Are you prepared for – last minute lineup sets how how do you think you're going to manage this well um they can't see from uh, from our youtube video but i have two monitors the show is going to have any so we have currently eight content providers over at the dwz network 
as well as uh, three guys we're going to be bringing on, uh, and they've contributed along the way. Their names are Chad, uh, Jesse, Mike Casper. Um, these three guys, they, they've all contributed uh, to other podcasts and shows. And, you know, it's going to be Sunday, and all we're going to do, we have a content providers or creators uh, group chat. All I'm going to do is post a StreamYard link in that group chat. Whoever's available and can come in can come in. So I'm going to have time as someone else's, maybe Tyler and Lou cover our DFS. So maybe Lou's giving you a DFS hot take, and then I can knock out one lineup. You know, because by the time the show starts at 1130, uh, that's when the NFL will have to start. You know, that's when they usually start dropping injury report stuff. So we'll be good. Let's talk some serious dynasty. What's your strategy? Do you have a strategy? So my number one strategy is uh, I don't necessarily love his rankings, but I love his sheet. Mike Clay of ESPN puts out Mike Clay's Dynasty 240. And the reason why I like it is it's very printable and it has every player's age in years and months. And that's as of week one of the regular season. So I print that out and I go through and I start making my own tiers, my own ranks. And uh, this will sound super nerdish. That's, but that's I, your base note? Where, well, I mean, so you're talking about, you're talking, well, just super, easy you're, to, you're talking super nerd stuff to super nerds. Yeah, right, so I, right. I, I just yeah. print this off. I start creating my own tiers. And, and then I think where you wind up in your, in your draft spot can become your strategy. Um, but Jerry, uh, we've mentioned Jerry a few times. He is a productive struggle guy. He's going to punt year one. He's going to get all the draft picks. He's going to get all the young guys. That's me. Me, it just comes down to how the draft is going. I usually know by rounds five or six. Um, I typically try to avoid moving my first. I don't mind moving a second. Uh, I love to, I love to trade back. I think the best way to compete in year one is to trade out of the first round. I think that if I can get, you know, what's the classic dynasty trade? You give up your first and fourth, or if you're really lucky, you can <laughs> give up your first and fifth, and you can get their second and third. Because I want to pack all that value into those middle, you know, tw- what, 13 through you 24. You can set your sights ha- higher right now with all the quarterback frenzy. That's first right. And sixth for a second and third. You, you know, you really the, wanted to go all in on it. Yeah. Well, that's the whole thing is like, you know, I agree. Is if, you know, if like, let, let's say you had like the fifth overall pick and, you know, Allen's there or Kyler's there. If I can give that pick up and get someone else's uh, second and third, then I Ooh. might be able to get a couple of young guys like Trey Lance <laughs> or Justin Fields and then. You know, add in a stable guy like a Baker Mayfield, a Kirk Cousins, a guy who's never, who's never going, a guy who's never going to be like QB six on a season, but a guy that could easily every year for the next five years be like QB ten to fifteen, a solid QB two, and then you could stack him with these upside plays, and then you could add a guy like Darnold or um, you you can always find a QB three year in year out. So. For me, it just I start off, but once I set my mind to it after the first three or four rounds, I just go with it. Usually, I'm trying to win the first year more often than not. Really, but you're yeah, first. Because, you're just a win it all guy out of the gate. Well, well, I'll, give, I'll give you an example. Your... I'll give you an example. So I'm in Trade Addict Seven. I believe you're in some Trade Addicts leagues as well with our boy Outhouse. Justin is. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm yep. yet to make an out. Uh, we're trying to get Larry in there. So, so we're we're in the we're in the middle of trade addict seven, and literally we have 
Now, I won the first two years in a row, hashtag humble brag. But more than a humble brag, that's just that's just bragging. That's that's the real deal, man. Two years in a row, two years in a row. There's literally like three three teams trying to win. Everybody else is in this. They're just comfortable. Wow. That's the thing is that I have found with dynasty fantasy football, so many teams would rather lose sexy than win ugly. I'm going to get yeah. down in the mud. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to have any pride about this. I mean, I would, you know, rather win with guys like Cooper Cup and like a I'm Damian a pretty Harris. Guy. Than, I, I have to admit, like, I, can't, I can't help it. I'm a pretty guy. I have, yeah, I you are. You, you, you're like Muhammad Ali. I'm pretty. I'm so pretty. pretty. So pretty. So, yeah, I, I, I would just rather uh, win. And so many people are just, quote, unquote, happy to win in the future. Here's the thing. If you're, if you're good at drafting and you manage your draft picks well, and you hit on the occasional young guy, you can always continue to restock the cupboard. So those are some of the things. Yeah, I, I typically, because here's the thing, if you win the league in the first year or the second year, you know, let's say you, you, you buy-in's 50, a very common buy-in amount in a dynasty league, and let's say you get 400 bucks. Because you know, first place, that's not, not, not atypical. Well, you just paid for that season and then the next seven. I guess, yeah, that's a great way to look at it. I, I, I did, I did a whole uh, <laughs> podcast on bankroll. That is a and, good, uh, and, but but right. you know, it's it's also yeah. dynasty. My my buddy Nate has a great way of looking about this. He's like rebuilds after the first year. For every dynasty league you do, if you know, you think about it, fifty bucks does that even get you like a decent dinner and drinks with your wife no. on on a given night? Not with drinks. Not with, yeah, but I mean, you're drinking even, water, you guys, you're drinking waters, you guys are in good shape. Yeah, you're all right. But, 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 you know, it's again, if you give up, like, especially with a pandemic, I think that's part of when Dynasty took off. But yeah, wow. I'm, I, I typically be a, a win now guy. You win championships with points, not with the, not with age ranges, not, not with contracts. You win it by putting points on the board each and every week. Right. I, I look at every player independently. I'm asking myself, what are they worth now? What are they going to be worth in season? What are they going to be worth if they have their absolutely best case scenario? And if I can't see a guy ascending in value, then I'm probably not going to draft him regardless. I just don't want to have assets on my team that are just not going to accumulate any additional value. At some point, you you, you got to have a guy or two. Um, but you can trade for those guys in season because everybody's happy to get rid of them anyway. I, I would rather try to win in year one. I think that's one of the biggest things is that people are never honest with themselves. You know, they try to squint. If this goes right and that goes, and you end up just wind up being in the middle for a long time and you kind never like wind Justin up. in this uh, NRH. Oh my thing. God, you're going to get him fired up again. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, hold on. Moving on up. Let's get into rookies just real quick because, I mean, we've already gone over time, but we I'll, have I'll gone. it down. I'll the rookie rundown. Yeah, that's man, all, that, that's uh, usually Sunday nights on YouTube. I'll tell you the premise of the rookie rundown. This is something that that, 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 that that Dallas and I talked about. So for me, I mentioned earlier, I don't have time to I don't have time to do Debbie. I just I do not. I did this with Dallas, and I really liked him, and he's really smart. He's like a, literally like like a some kind of a rocket surgeon or something. He's a genius. He's boy genius, and and he 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 loves he loves college football. And I said, here's what I want. I would love to have a show where you talk about only draft 
eligible players in college. So his show is going to be comparing a lot of the the current NFL rookies, the the Elijah Moores, the Travis Etienne's or Etienne or whatever you want to call them, and, and then the guys who are going to be draft eligible this year. And he's going to give you a blend so that for me, when I listen to Dallas's show, I can then start going ahead and getting these names in my head. And these are the names that I, I want to start doing a little bit of research on. So that when rookie drafts hit this time, or I guess not this time, but when they start hitting in May of next year, I'm already pretty familiar. I'm not learning on the fly and getting caught up. So it's, it's not really a Debbie show. It's kind of a bridge show. Because, you know, obviously, Debbie, you know, my man Shane Hallam of the Debbie Marketplace. I mean, this guy's like yeah, scouting college, high school freshmen. Yeah, he's scouting like high school freshmen. Wow. I can't get that deep, man. But I, I just he's got the trench coat little... on and everything. <laughs> <laughs> he's in a van. Um, I just want to do that, but I, I, I know you're wanting to some, yeah, some, some of the rookies I've been targeting. I, I like value rookies, man. I really do. Um, the rookie I ended up with the most is, uh, yeah, I mean, even later, um, I, I, I walked away with a ton of Josh Palmer. I did oh. an entire 30 minutes. Everybody's talking about him now. Everybody. All of a sudden, yeah, which He's is cool. Yeah. I did like about, about a month ago, three weeks ago, I did a uh, patron podcast on him. Uh, big fan. Uh, one of my secret tips around rookie season, starting like around the combine, is I start listening to who non- fantasy and Debbie people like. I, I just want to hear who the GMs like, who the scouts like. Um, yeah. I've had I've had good success with that. Not that I don't trust. I mean, I've got a, a small handful of uh, Devi, you know, Nick Whalen, Ray Garvin, uh, again, Shane Hallam, you know, Kane, a handful of guys that I really rely on, now Dallas. The other guy, like I said, I, I, uh, Josh Palmer's one I've been targeting a lot, Kylan Grayson. Guys that if they hit, but but the one rookie I want to talk about, because so the question says, rookie I've ended up with the most of. Mm. For me, it's Najee Harris. Najee? Najee? Wow. Najee? Where's he falling to you? Um, I got him. It depends on the, the format of the yeah, league. Yeah. First five, I bet, right? Anything, oh, yeah. Any yeah. He, was, he, he was my 101 in a 1QB dynasty yeah. draft, and he was my 103. And a so I had it Lawrence okay. Lance Najee and then I've recently moved the other quarterbacks up. Matt Lance at the one two. Oh, I do. You you gotta go ceiling. I love it. That's hot. No, no. Here, here's a hot one for you. In a one QB league, I would take Trey Lance over Trevor Lawrence because in a one QB league, I've already got a QB and, pro and probably a QB I like. You know, I probably got a, a Dak or a Kyler or a Lamar or someone I like. So if I'm going to take a QB in a one QB league, I want it to be a guy who can absolutely go nuclear and yep. just go bananas. Yep. Yep. So yep. It, it, in a super flex, it's going to be, you know, Trevor, because, you know, that, that's the 101. You, you need to hit with the 101. Yep. I can't afford to gamble like you I can. You can roll the dice in a one QB. That, that, that's because, right. I mean, My 201. The, Trevor Lawrence is like, a, what, what's he going, like the 110 in a one, one QB, right? Probably. So. I, I have a Trevor Lawrence as like my 202, 203, somewhere in that neighborhood. Right. Yeah. No, I um, dig it. I love it. But, 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 but my number one rookie that I've got the most of is Najee, because here's why. I think the guy's going to be absolutely awesome. He's in a very polarizing you know, city with Pittsburgh being a, a tremendously fan favorite team and I just I just forward thinking 
If I told you next year the, the, the top three running backs in a dynasty startup were Jonathan Taylor, Christian McCaffrey, and Najee Harris, would you be stunned? He's going to be going into year two. Taylor will be going into year three because all of the guys that we've been leaning on for so long, whether it's Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, these guys will be going into year six or seven. Honestly, the most surprising name in that would be Christian McCaffrey for me. You, you know, here's the thing, and, and Jerry and I had this. It was mildly heated. It wasn't like Dynasty Hot Sauce heated, but it was, it was somewhat heated. <laughs> it, was, it was like, have we really seen Christian McCaffrey in this Joe Brady offense? Nope. I, I mean, I mean. I've seen every, Terrence Marshall. Oh. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, here's the thing. I, I'm not saying he deserves to be falling to RB12 or anything. But if we look back in a year and be like, wow, I, I didn't expect his pass volume. Because remember the year that he had all those touches, he set records in PPR. Yeah. You know, who, who were his all quarterbacks? Those guys are gone too. It was Will back. Allen. I'm assuming it was Will Greer. It was Kyle Allen. And it was a very hurt Cam Newton. It was read one check down. Read two, you know, it was go to my first read. He's not there. Check down. I don't know that he's going to have that many targets. Now, he's still going to be targeted. Just I don't think he's going to be hyper-targeted. So uh, I, I do believe with the kind of game that he plays, he may be safe. But, yeah, uh, Najee's going to be involved in the passing game. He's going to be an every down back. Uh, could not be more uh, more excited for him out of all the rookies. Justin and I are, are also in another league together, which is the Fantasy Timeline OG. The OG Timeline Listener. The Fantasy Timeline has a listener league. They called it the OG Timeline Listener League. I had the 101. We did a, uh, a startup, and I drafted Kentucky Derby? all the rookie picks. I drafted all the rookie picks. No one seemed to want all the rookie we picks. We did do Derby, of course, yeah. Traded the 101 to Justin for, like, the 105, and what was it? I don't recall. I don't, I don't know. All I know is it turned out to be Trevor Lawrence for Najee Harris and Zach Wilson. I don't know. I don't want to rub Justin's nose in it right now, but hey. no, it wasn't with me because I have uh, Kyler Murray and Trevor Lawrence in that league. Well, so. no, you don't. Do you? I'm looking at the line, the thing right now. I, I love you guys. You guys are great together. <laughs> I'm telling you, like it's it's, it's like managing. Uh, Larry's in in just enough leagues to not know what the fuck he's going. Was I want to talk some trades? You have some trades on this show, sure. yeah. We have trades. We got trades. We got trades. Oh, baby. Let's do this one. We'll get right into it. This was Zach Wilson and Elijah Moore or Justin Fields. Which one you got, Memphis? Zach Wilson, Elijah Moore. Yikes. No, you know what? That's poor judgment, is all that is. (laughs) That's, you know what that is? That's preseason bias. That's what that is. If this is not this is you talking about a month a month ago before you saw right, Zach Justin made this trade, you'd be saying Justin Fields. No, I, 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 I've I've been out of everybody in the dynasty community, I've been the most trepidatious trepidatious on Justin Fields. No, and, and, Justin and here's why. I almost tweeted this today, but I'll I'll say it I'll say it live on the hot sauce. I'll say it live. Let's do it. Let's do it. Here we go. Live on the hot sauce. Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace are going to ensure you get Justin Fields at a value this time next year. Whoa, I think it. <laughs> the, the, this the, is a lot like this is a lot like, and I'm not compare, I'm not saying he is Kyler Murray, but this is a lot like Kyler Murray, where the talent will over will overcome the coaching. He he so he, he, with he will the be athletic okay. Ability, it's it's just inevitable that he's going to be solid because he's going to have the rushing yards. By concern, I was listening to the uh, Pro Football Focus podcast. Is that? He hold he held on to the ball an average of three point seven seconds per throw. 
and that's like like normally it's like 3.1 is a really long time. It's really long, yeah. And, and, and I just have a lot of concerns. So the safer side, and I love Elijah Moore. This is less about Zach Wilson and more about Elijah Moore. I think Zach Wilson uh, has his own hurdles as well. I'm happy to be wrong on fields. I'm rooting for the guy. But I have more questions than answers right now. So just based on everything that I know today, I would take Zach Wilson and Elijah Moore. I, I know I'm in the minority. I, I know I'm in the minority with my concerns on Justin Fields. It's just if Tua can hold his value, right. we live in a world where Justin Fields' value, worst case scenario, is flat. It yes, may not go up. That's exactly how I feel about it. But it ain't going to go down. Danny All right, so what's the other trade you got here, Larry? All right, so real quick, I just made I made this one a couple. That was it yesterday, the day before, and this caused a little stir only because I got accused of moving the market on uh, DP. <laughs> who, who would you take, uh, Donald Peoples Jones or a 2023 second? Give me, give me Peoples Jones, man. Yeah, why not? I mean, I might I might be dead in 2023, and I think yeah. Donald Peoples Jones has he has some pretty good upside, especially in a start eleven. And again, we've and already Larry mentioned. Larry does have a solid, fairly young team. So it, unless oh, things fall what apart, what did you say, Justin? I said a solid team. It, you know, like a good second place team. And, so. and, <laughs> and, and a twenty twenty three second could be anything from the seventeenth best player in a draft class to the thirty second best. Exactly. Draft. And, and, and there's in two years. In two years, and I would when rather you're really have Donovan. looking at it unless his team falls apart. Which you know, with the youth it has, it's probably set unless Sam Darnold just. I think. I think you're gonna. I think you're gonna see nice, nice spot starts out of DPJ this year, but I think next year when Cleveland has to start making budgetary decisions, and a guy like Odell Beckham and a guy like Jarvis Landry, who I both think make in the neighborhood of fifteen million. All of a sudden, one of those guys becomes expendable for a, a guy going into his third year making about seven hundred and fifty grand. Right. Again, yeah. Dynasty Rich last week, he told us DPJ, he's the man, and that inspired me to start making some, uh, throwing some offers around. And that's the best part about being a part of this podcast. We cross paths with so many intelligent people in the Dynasty space that have a lot to offer, and and I'm the first one to steal all that information as soon as it comes my way. Right. So Memphis, speaking of uh, all the things that we cross paths with, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you got going on with the Warzone network and all. Five, six days a week of football goodness, gambling, DFS, dynasty, redraft, you name it, whatever you're into. And I know a lot of people, um, that's the one, I guess, pushback, if you will, of the network. It's like, I, I subscribe to a lot of networks. You know, yeah. I, I subscribe to the Colin Cowherd podcast network, not because I always listen to his show, but there's a guy named John Middlecoff who has a podcast uh, two times a week that I love. Just because you listen to a network doesn't mean you listen to every show. So whatever you're into, uh, we can help you. And like I said, we just want to hang out and talk football. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel, especially if you're a gambler. I know there's about 25 states now that have legalized sports gambling. That's the next big thing. As I, I think legalized sports gambling is going to really put a dent mm -hmm. in the DFS business. And I'm glad because I have been a, a, a shareholder of uh, DraftKings for a couple of years now. So nice. I'm, I'm, I'm looking to... Uh, Where uh, Where's your wife stand on this whole fantasy football thing for you? She does not mind because she goes to bed about 9 o'clock every night. In her in her uh, in her I, dynasty I, war zone sweatshirt or what what? Uh, you know you know she actually I was very impressed and uh, she shared the show on her Instagram. 
today. Wow. So, uh, yeah, um, she, she wants to see this be successful. I, I want to see it be successful. Um, and here's the thing. As, as long as I'm getting uh, opportunities to talk to people like yourselves and, and helping people, then it's going to be successful. Success is, uh, that's the one thing that I've been telling everybody, and I'm going to, uh, I'll go out on this. There is no scarcity of success. There's plenty out there for all of us. If the Dynasty hot, hot sauce gets more success, it does not come at the expense of the Dynasty War Zone. We can yeah. all be we can all be successful. All right. There you have it. There you have it, Justin. You got anything for the Dynasty Outlaw? Well, thank you for having me on, guys. God, Memphis, thanks for stopping in, man. It was I say stopping in. I mean, thanks for pulling up a chair and uh, getting a reservation and staying for the entire night. Basically. Thanks for hanging out with us. In other words, man, you're this good has been a, a really come I on. I asked show. to be here. I asked to be here. You guys are rad, and yeah. I'm happy to jump on. But I'm uh, gonna go take this dog for a walk and get to bed. Uh oh, uh, Memphis's dog is about to shit on him. So let's go, baby. <laughs> See you guys. Yeah. One, two, three, four.